少年ジャンプス Hello and welcome back to Shonen Chumps, the only anime podcast on the gosh darn internet that features the three of us. As always, I'm Brennan. I'm Sean. I'm Dylan. And if you didn't know what we do here, we watch anime and then we hang out and talk about it. This week, we watched... Demon Slayer. All right, so as always, you can reach out to us at shonenchumps at gmail.com or tweet at us at shonenchumps. And you can listen to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple iTunes Podcasts, Google Play, etc., etc., anything but title. All right, guys. So, in one sentence, what did you think about Demon Slayer, Dylan? Uh, okay. Um, I think I liked this, and I think that I don't need to watch My Hero Academia anymore. Period. Nice, Brennan. Um. Okay. My sentence is: While I was watching this. It was great. However, in hindsight, I don't really care. Sweet. Okay, my sentence is actually a note that I took when I was watching episode 7, and that is, when will we learn that an amazing shonen, quote unquote, will always just be another shonen at the end of the day? We truly are chumps. Damn. Ouch. Do, do we even need to podcast or we just yeah, I think that's it. Thanks. We've been the show. <laughs> Suck it, Demon Slayer. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So it looks like we, you know, we're all roughly on the same page. And that it seems like, well, at least Brennan and I think that this was like moderately entertaining. And maybe, Sean, maybe you think it was like, slightly but overall it's you know it's not exceptional is that fair no like it was a good show there was Mm -hmm. quality there for sure and a lot of cool action like cool animation cool art style or whatever it's kind of like what i imagine watching a show on the cw network would be like the it has entertainment value but overall it's like why am i doing this it's just like wasting time until i inevitably crawl towards death you know there's no value here it's not like Right. It's not changing <laughs> my life. It's not making me rethink anime. It's not like, oh my god, is this what Shonen is? No, it's just yeah, it's, like seven times worse than Dragon Ball. Right. Yeah, it just like holds your attention, I guess. And uh, it's kind of like a turn your brain off show. And like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. Because like sometimes you just like maybe need something chill. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that, that's, that probably pretty much covers uh what i think about it as well 
And like the reason why I specifically mentioned My Hero Academia was because like when we first watched the first season, I thought like, oh, like this would be I, I said like this would be my Dragon Ball Z if if I was like a kid right now. And I found My Hero Academia like relatively entertaining for the first season, but then I just kind of like slowly didn't care. And to our listeners, uh, you may have noticed that we didn't podcast season four, so that's partially why. Um and so, yeah, when I was watching this, I was kind of thinking, like, this kind of checks some similar boxes to My Hero Academia, but I think I like this more. But also, I don't feel that strongly about it. And that's where I am now. I think that the story of, like, Deku slowly achieving his dreams and making his mom proud and seeing his friends, like, rise up beside him is way cooler than just, like, this guy trying to save his sister who has a muzzle on the entire time. Yes, uh, I think I agree with that too, but I found that, I don't know, My Hero Academia was just trying to get it on my nerves because I found like the plot wasn't really progressing like fast <laughs> right. enough and I don't know, it felt a little like uh, too juvenile at times for me and too like, here's the lesson, you know, like he he always does the right thing and also like, Deku is a little too warm and fuzzy for me. And also, I hate his... Who's that guy that, like, he grew up with? Kachan? I, like, I really, truly hate Kachan. Like, there's no redeeming factors for Kachan. And, like, even though they're building toward that redemption, uh, I really, really don't like him. Uh, and so yeah, this... Yeah, and so, like, this was almost, like, even if it's, like, not as deep of a story, I was like, okay, this is... I liked that... I like that we know who the big bad is, like, already, and, but, like, he has all these... You mean Jack White? (laughs) You mean Michael Jackson? Yeah, I have both those names in my notes. Shit. Nailed it. Um, Yeah, but, like, I I don't know. I I like that we kind of, like, know what we're up against, and, um, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm intrigued by that i kind of think like the demons actually kind of suck for the most part uh but i like the the big bad guy and so i'm intrigued there the demons are weird why do they all have like different powers from one another how come in one village the demons just kidnapping 16 year old girls and he could just like duplicate himself like what so demons can just duplicate themselves right i think it's interesting that they have like different powers in that way but i do have a lot of qualms with this show I mean, like, I completely agree with what Sean was saying in in terms of, like, like, how good does Shonen have to, like, what makes a good Shonen show? Like, is this just not for us? Is that why we find it, like, a bit more shallow and stupid? But then, like, yeah, I also naturally did the My Hero Academia comparison in my head. And, like, I don't know, man. I, I, I think the scenario of this with the whole demon slaying, saving his sister thing is like more interesting than like your standard tournament arc. I got to get better and bring my friends up with me kind of bullshit. Um, and I also didn't like the fact that they showed, uh, the big bad so early and it's like, Oh, it just so happens that like the, the first ever demon was the one that just so happened to kill your family. Like, come on, man. Like it, it just, it was, that didn't sell me at all, but like there were parts of this show. Um, I feel like primarily in the visuals that like made it 
feel like it was worth watching because it looked really good. The show looks fantastic, but um, yeah, there's a lot about the story that I can't really abide. Anytime he uses a water attack, it's like pretty beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's like his his attacks and like the fights with the demons get pretty cool here and there, but um, it's just like there's always the lingering question of why? Like, what is this building to? Why do I care? And I don't know, like, it might be the script, it might be the voice acting, but, like, I did not find Tanjiro, like, the the protagonist, to be endearing at all. Like, I find Deku genuinely endearing. If we're making a a shonen endearment uh, scale of some kind, Um, I just think they lay it on a little thick with this guy. Like, he's just way too much of a sweetheart, and it's just like... This isn't how normal people are, and it's it's just kind of weird sometimes. Wait, I disagree because I think Deku is way more of a sweetheart, way more warm and fuzzy. And so, like, I got like Deku vibes from from Tanjiro, except I found him m- more bearable. No, but the see the thing is though, I feel like everyone around Tanjiro is like singing his praises constantly, being like, "Oh my god, he's such a good guy. Oh my god, the good guy is such a good guy." That like it got mm. annoying. Um, but people don't necessarily do that with Deku. Like, sure, Deku's a sweetheart, but the thing is, everyone is constantly doubting him, and he feels like an underdog. And I mean, like, the show does a good job. Is making... everyone doubting him, or is Kachan doubting him? I mean, good point. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. It just felt that way in the show that like everyone is just sort of heaping praise upon this main character constantly, and it it just got a little annoying. Right. I guess there are more like, yeah, there are more outward statements of that. Like that boy is gonna be the one to kill whatever Jack White guy. Um. But I do want to um talk about like because you said you didn't like that they revealed the big bad early but i did only because like i don't know i feel like in 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 shonen shows it's like it's like this constant build to something and then you don't know where it's going and i just liked that we knew who the big bad was because to me it meant that the show is i mean hopefully more finite and like we know exactly where it's going and uh Again, to compare it to My Hero Academia, like, I like the the whole Nezuko thing, the fact that he has to save his, his sister. Like, the fact that Nezuko is with him at all times, it's like a constant reminder of what the stakes are. And so I found that to be, I guess, on in, term, in like, a microcosm, like, more compelling in like the, the small time narrative, like the short term narrative, I found that to be more compelling than what uh, my hero academia, like Deku's short term, uh, like storytelling, what his goals are. Right. But why does she have a muzzle on? Yo, it's like dude. confirmed throughout the entire season that like all demons aren't necessarily savages and they don't need muzzles to not feed on humans. Yeah. Yo, I, th- I wanted to bring that up too. That really bugged me. And also like demons can talk because like i thought initially like demons can't talk they're just like ah, ah, ah. they're just like ravenous beasts yeah. um so it really doesn't make sense and when i was thinking about like why does she have a muzzle it actually reminded me about something that uh brennan said about the ancient magus bride 
and when we were talking about why it exists and Brennan said like this exists so someone can jerk off to it and like (laughs) that's how I feel about why Nezuko is in a muzzle like I'm like because it doesn't make sense otherwise like is this just for like ha-has you know yeah I mean I feel like the show's internal logic is that um like Nezuko has a muzzle on so humans who see her with Tanjiro don't think she's a threat like she's like on a leash so don't worry the animal won't kill you kind of thing but that doesn't even make that much sense because she's always in the box unless it's at night right yeah i mean i don't necessarily back that design choice but that yeah is what i understand the reasoning to be unless it's something else that i just it just went over my head i guess right right it's definitely somebody's fetish yeah <laughs> like yeah, I feel like the the target audience is uh, the yellow guy in the show who I refuse to learn the name of. Oh, my uh, screaming, God, dude. Screaming yellow man. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, um, for this show, I didn't really uh, take many notes. And like initially I was planning not to take many notes just because I was like, oh, I'm going to run through this show really quickly. But the first note I took was in episode 11 when uh, yellow wimp is introduced. That's what I was calling him, yellow wimp guy, before I started to remember his name. Nice. Uh, which is uh, Zenitsu, by the way. Sorry, Sean. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, Zenny. And so my first note was, I was liking the show, but the first four minutes of this episode with the wimp demon slayer crying was excruciating in all capitals. And guys, I'm not kidding. I did consider turning the show off. Like at that moment, I was like watching it and I was like, I don't know if I can watch more of this if this guy is gonna be in the episode i would have persevered what i would have respected that i was like watching (laughs) a podcast uh last week and somebody mentioned that they stopped watching my hero academia because the guy with balls on his head was like too much right hey i get it makes perfect i think i know yeah yeah, (laughs) i listened to the same podcast and definitely agreed yeah yeah you know it's like I don't know if it just, like, didn't translate or something. Like, I didn't... I felt, like, kind of lukewarm on on Zenny. I knew that the show needed some kind of comic relief, and I think, like, the way he was, like, animated and depicted was pretty funny. Like, um, there were times... Like, I think when you find him, he's, like, crying on the side of the road, and he, like, tries to marry someone, like, on a whim or something. I I don't exactly remember, but um, it was weird, and it was, like kind of funny but like the shtick wore off very quickly <laughs> yeah like you know uh i will say i'm i'm down for him to be a wimp and i like this whole this whole like uh subconscious like mode he goes into and he can actually like fight in that i was like okay that's kind of interesting that that um, was an interesting twist yeah. yeah but like the character he is is just awful man like Oh, dude. Uh, the thing is, I actually like him when he's not doing that stuff. He might be like the most interesting person Wait, for me. That's what I'm talking Bes- about, though. Besides when he that does shit. that stuff. Yeah. yeah, when he does that stuff is just awful. Right, because he actually has like a cool backstory and shit, right? Yeah, and his backstory is kind of cool. He's a lot like Gohan at the beginning of Dragon Ball Z. I don't know when the last time you watched that is, but he's just he's crying nonstop. It's actually the most annoying thing on the planet. Right. Uh, but Gohan's supposed to be like five. At the no, beginning yeah, of, I, like even yeah. younger. So it's it's. But chill. then like, Raditz like messes him up, and then he like headbutts him and like kills Raditz almost or whatever. 
or yeah. whoever he had butts. I kind of forget. Yeah, he but had yeah, those credits. Really, yeah, that makes me think of Yellow Guy. Uh, yeah, who's essentially whining all the time, but then he can like deliver a one-hit kill. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, like I think the only time I enjoyed um, Zenny's whole bag is is when um like his eyes explode out of his head and he can't stop screaming about how he's gonna die because i find it a little bit relatable sometimes it's like oh this man is just very anxious right yeah in episode 17 he um he's about to fight that spider guy or well he hasn't started fighting it but he's like getting scared about uh getting poisoned and turning into a spider and like he's like reflecting on why he's just like kind of paralyzed by fear and um, he says, and I quote, I hate myself more than anyone else. And that was like, okay, I like this guy. I like him a little bit. Dude, that's also the episode we see that he originally had black hair and then he gets electrocuted. Right. Yeah, that's oh, pretty yeah. Anime. Um, why <laughs> yeah. do you guys think this show is as popular as it is? I mean, I feel like a lot of our listeners at home are very upset right now. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Oh, I mean, I totally see the appeal. And, like, I think it's, like, kind of good. So, like, it makes sense. It is, like, a decent, like, shonen show. And, like, it's like I, the, I think it's, it's better like a than CW my hero show. Academia. It's just, like, it's anime comfort food. It's, like, yeah. stroking your cheek, telling you that it's never going to go away because it's going to have 700 episodes, whether you want it or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to go to like a nice fancy restaurant, dude. Sometimes you just want to go get fast food. You know? Right. Sometimes yeah. it hits the spot. That's what I think this is. And like, that's cool. That's okay. And it's very I mean, easy to get attached to a really, really stupid story about a brother wanting to save his sister. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, as, as much as the story, like, it doesn't have hooks for me necessarily. Um, like, I, I will say that, like, again, like, the show is incredibly polished visually, and, like, they do do a very good job of blending 2D and 3D uh, to make, like, really cool fight scenes, and their backgrounds are also beautifully done, uh, and some of the color palettes are just, like, bonkers, but, um, yeah, beyond that, it, it just felt like eye candy. Like, it's it's really, really, like, beautiful in that regard. But I can't yeah, give it much else. Sometimes yeah, you even don't want to me, have a conversation, bro. You just want to make out. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, even to me, there's a lot of cool things in the show that I'd love if I was younger. Like, everybody getting their own personalized katana, and it changes its color based on your personality or whatever. Yeah. That was very oh, cool. Yeah. That's some lightsaber shit. Like, oh, if I got a lightsaber, what would my color be? It's, yeah, dude, I it's like It's the that exact a lot same too. thing, but a little more edgy. Um, also, the fact that when um, I forgot the guy's name, but the guy who rescues Tanjiro, like right off the bat from Nezuko, like his oh, mentor guy. Yeah, his sword literally says "kill demons" on it. Yo, that's some thug like as shit. if it couldn't be any more like nail on the head see that's the thing i feel like the show is just very fucking nail on the head there's no subtlety um or like i don't know if there is it was lost on me yeah how many times do i need to hear water technique six yeah yeah i mean i don't know man 
and how we know there's like specifically like 11 water techniques and like six lightning techniques it's like okay i get it it's kind of like if in the first episode of dragon ball z they're like hey there's so there's five super saiyans now enjoy the next 12 years as we get to each one right yeah (laughs) um yeah and uh yeah also just like halfway through the show that whole sort of reveal well not halfway is actually much closer to the end um where they reveal essentially like the elite four but it's not four there's like 10 of them um like the elite demon hunters or demon slayers or whatever oh the good guys you're talking about yeah 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 and they're like all like dumb pieces of shit who are mean to the main characters and you know each one is gonna have like its own arc and it's just i can feel the drag already i mean like some of the designs are cool and like some of their characters seem interesting uh but at the same time like i know that we're gonna have an adventure with like each one probably and it's just gonna like i don't know man i'm just not down (laughs) yeah you can see you can just see the layout I mean, hopefully we're all wrong and we can't see the layout of how it's all going to go, but you can sniff it, sniff it just like this main character can sniff it, which, oh my God, that's a huge problem that I have with the show. Why does this guy have the best smelling on earth? And there's like, there's no explanation for it. He can just smell better than Inuyasha can and Inuyasha is a dog. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's just like his natural uh, quirk. Yeah, and then there's the blonde-haired guy who you just kind of... I think you just find out he has really good hearing. Like, he just has, like, the right, best yeah. hearing ever. It's like, what, so is every Demon Slayer, do they have just a different heightened sense? That's what Probably I'm thinking. Not. It's like, when they have a full party, is just, like, everyone going to be responsible for one sense or something? Yeah, I hope the guy with the boar mask is, like, taste or something. I I actually like boar man. I'm going to say... uh Borman is backed uh mostly because uh i liked the fact that there's a huge turnaround with his character when uh he gets his mask pulled off for the first time and you see that he's beautiful yeah that's pretty funny okay yo uh i just got disconnected uh for a second but i think i have the gist of what you guys said um i'm gonna say that i also liked hogman uh inosuke uh also he's voiced by aaron yeager so that's nice. something. Did you guys pick up on oh, that? That's pretty funny. No, I didn't. Not at all. I watched he, it in Japanese. He sounds a lot like Aaron Yeager, except he's like doing this weird voice. You know? I guess that makes sense because he was familiar. I just didn't yeah. Google it or anything. Yeah. No, no, I had to I had to look it up. Um but yeah, you guys were talking about his senses, uh or the senses, and I think Hogman has the sense of like touch or something, right? Because like when they're in that forest, he he's he like senses that the one of the spider ladies, oh, the mother, yeah. is like he's far like a away. Bat. He has yeah. like echolocation or something, right? Yeah, some yeah, something weird like that. Um, yeah, so it is weird that they all have like a special sense. That's like very yeah, like very weird. Know, it's very cheap to me, to be honest. It's weird and it's unexplained. But also the whole idea of them like having different like elemental techniques is unexplained. Like we see, we see what's his face, the main character train for six months and then another year and a half. So two years, but we never see him learn any of these, like any of the water techniques. And then he just shows up one day and water's like coming out of his sword. I think that's like, 
in the viewer's mind like yeah. the water isn't actually like present or anything yeah it's not literal water yeah yeah, yeah but the it's still like water what like did he just learn this does this master also like master water or did he just like develop water techniques by himself like i don't know what's going on here also during that whole thing like why did nezuko just fucking pass out for two years in a row like just ever so convenient oh it's your training montage time i'm going to bed see ya they just like needed her to do something yeah i guess pretty and then they also needed to explain like what she'd be up to while while tanjiro is going on these adventures for the rest of the show like no no she's there she's just sleeping what happens in the show is just convenience for the sake of convenience or cool things for the sake of looking cool right I don't think there's much justification for anything that's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the Hashira, they all have different like powers or whatever. Like one is like the flame Hashira. Like we learned one is the flame Hashira and we know that that uh, Kocho is the insect Hashira. So like, that's, that's interesting, I guess. And oh yeah. What's his name? Tomioka is the water Hashira, right? Because like we saw him do water right, shit yeah. like at the beginning, so uh, so I guess that means that uh, I guess like they're all trained in a different one. So that that guy who trained Tanjiro, what's his name again? Urokodaki, Urokodaki, yeah. Um, he's the water. He's like the water master, I guess. And so he trained Tomioka and he trained Tanjiro. So like that's why they both use okay. water. That's interesting. Right, yeah. I guess, yeah. But, like, there's a bunch of Hashira. So, like, I wonder... I mean, like, I don't know if you guys, like... I, like, looked up characters, so I, I know what each of them do. But it's, like, I'm not obviously not going to say if we're going to keep watching. Unless you, like, want to know. But, like, it uh, seems like some of them are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's all funny. I'll say about that. We're talking about stupid things. In episode 24, the main dude is, like, talking to one of the female people, sorry, I don't know anybody's name in the show, so this is going to be fun. And he <laughs> smells the anger on her. He right. smells that she's angry. Right. Yeah. Coach. Oh, is this whatever, a right? butterfly insects. person's like understudy or whatever? Yeah. No. Some shit like that. No, not the understudy. You're talking about like the actual Hashira. Oh yes. Angry. Yes, I am. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. She's angry because, um, her sister, her sister right? like, died. And she was always like yeah. more of a hothead, but now she's just trying to be like happy and stuff like her sister. But like she's actually angry inside. Yeah, I mean, like I thought that character on its own was cool. I um, liked her actually. Yeah, like I I liked the the whole like her seeming like a, a very calm, uh, but like very powerful kind of person, and then having this sort of tragic backstory is like an interesting concept but it didn't necessarily sell me on the greater story that she's a part of. Hmm. Well, I would say that like the one thing I really liked about her is that she doesn't have a sword like everyone else. She has that like that like long thing and the blade is only right on the end. And it's because right, she's yeah. like not like physically strong, but she's like really smart uh, when it comes to like developing like poisons and shit. And she's like really quick. Right. So like, right. I liked that. I like the design of her sword. I was like, "Ooh, that's cool." Uh, so yeah, I like I liked her overall. I like the the girl who flips a coin. That was sick. No? Yeah, that was cool too. Um, again, she's like, I feel like a variant of her uh, 
master essentially is like also very quiet also very talented right um, yeah but just in a slight she has a slightly different quirk and it's that she doesn't speak unless she tosses a coin yeah um i want to say two different things about the show okay one that i like and one that is really dumb but i also like so the first one is that uh people just die brutal deaths in the show like when we're in the forest with the spider lady who's like manipulating everybody with webs she's just like snaps a bunch of children's necks which yeah, is very that's cool. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you like hear the bones crunch and everything. It's pretty fucked up. So that's something that's intensely cool. Something that's very dumb, but it becomes cool is like the stakes of the show where if uh, the main dude's sister eats any human or attacks any human, uh, he and all his friends need to commit seppuku. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Those stakes, uh, man. It's, it's so yeah. funny. It's pretty funny, but it also kind of guarantees that she's never going to go crazy, which would be like an interesting thing to happen down the line. Is to right. See what yeah. Now yeah. we know that it's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, like I it know, might man. to some degree, like manga readers are probably rolling their eyes right now, but I mean, it right. seems like a pretty done deal. It's like, okay, we can't have everybody kill themselves. So no matter what happens, she's probably not going to do it. And even if she does, the consequences won't be nearly that yeah. dire. I'm waiting for the day that I'm scrolling through Crunchyroll and a new episode of the show is uploaded and I click on it and the title says the seppuku episode and I just know what's coming. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, like, I it's funny, like, we have a really, like, niche, probably, like, audience because we probably piss off a lot of, like, real anime slash manga heads with like our opinions because we don't read manga well i mean brendan does but like not of the this shit like of what we're watching currently so like we we're constantly like saying things and clearly like a lot of viewers will probably be ahead of us in what we know yeah yeah like (laughs) i wonder how many people we piss off an episode people probably find our podcast like from the title being like shonen chumps and they're like oh my god i love shonen anime and then we're just shitting on my hero academia and demon slayer and all these other (laughs) beloved fucking shonen shows and they're like what is this sorry guys yeah sorry we're trying to be allies but you know it's not our fault it ain't easy uh we aren't the target demographic unfortunately right yeah now uh now that we were talking about uh nezuko if she kills anyone then they all have to commit seppuku i will say that when that like that gray-haired asshole was like stabbing nezuko i was like legitimately mad i was yeah, like that oh my god too. this guy needs to get ended right now i wanted and, to see some sparks fly but you know yeah and i was really 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 glad to see uh tanjiro headbutt him and like knock him down i thought that was sick. right and i really would have liked to have seen tanjiro like cut him or something like i know he can't die but like i would have liked to seen him cut him bro don't mess with nezuko bro yeah what a dumb bitch of a character that's the most popular sentiment is uh protect nezuko at all costs that's i think that's the general consensus on her but like you know whatever yeah Fine, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) What's up with Tanjiro's scar? Why do a lot of characters have scars in this show? Or not a lot of characters, but Tanjiro and his dad seem to have the same scar. So, like, 
what does that mean? Because initially I thought, oh, that's a scar. But then if his dad has the same scar, it's like, so what? Is that like a rite of passage or something? Hmm. I remember noticing something weird about it. Like, I'm I'm not entirely sure, but I think, I his think scar during changed. the time skip, sorry? His scar changed, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, I, I was like, wait, was that always there? Like, why did that just show up out of nowhere? I mean, it probably has some significance that we don't know yet. Um, yeah. Yo, no, wait. But, it was definitely, he had he had a scar since the beginning, but the, what the scar was changed while he was trying. Right, yeah. I, I thought I noticed that, but I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah, before it was kind of like a pale pinkish scar that kind of covered the whole area. It didn't have like a hole of normal skin in it. And then it became that like kind of like dark crimson one where there's like a little patch inside of it that's normal skin. So like, right. I don't know what that means. Uh, and then also, um, the big boss of the good guys has like quite the scar. It's like you can see his brain or something, but it's not his brain, but it's just like weird skin. It's just like the upper part of his face is torched, right? And his eyes are like gone. That's yeah, yeah I think. Oh, so. it's tor- It's like a burn thing. That makes sense. I that's think what that's I what you're getting at. Yeah. Right. Okay. That makes sense. But Ooh, his brain being there? on like surface level is a hilarious idea. <laughs> <laughs> like hair just growing on top of his brain or oh, being a God. wig they place on top of the brain. Uh, That'd be awesome. Truly hair brained. Uh, I really like the mask that Tanjiro's master wears. Urokoriki. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a, like, like a Tengu mask with the yeah. long nose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Uh, I like that we never see his face. Yeah, gonna say I did like his robes too. His robe? Oh yeah, yeah. it's like a, it's like a blue. It's like does, it's I don't know like if he wears clouds ones. on it. Yeah, yeah, clouds. It's blue and it has clouds on it. Yeah, that was cool. I did enjoy the number of outfit changes in this series. It's not like Naruto stuck in his orange jumpsuit for like 150 episodes or whatever. Yeah. Right, yeah, the show is asking for a lot of good cosplay to be made. There's an early episode where, like, Tanjiro's getting dressed in his new outfit, and his master, like, there's, like, all these cool action shots of Tanjiro putting on each piece of clothing, and then it kind of just zooms out really quick, and his master's right there watching him, and he's like, you done getting dressed yet? But, like, (laughs) we know he's done getting dressed. We we just saw it. Why would you ask? You've been staring at him for this whole time. It's weird. (laughs) Uh, I'm wondering about Miss Tomio, and I wonder about how many other people know about her because she's a she's also a demon that's kind of working to like for the good guys, like against Kibutsuji. But like, right, this is the yeah. doctor. Yeah, it's like is anyone yeah. else aware of her other than Tanjiro and like her lame sidekick? Because I feel like she should be in touch with everyone else. I. I mean, I'm assuming the big boss of the good guys. Yeah, hopefully. Because I feel like if the Hashira know, they'll just kill her. It's pretty crazy that we find out that Jack White can just create any demon he wants, and he's the only person who can create demons. But then, like, literally 30 seconds later, we find out that this woman can also create demons. Right, yeah. Yeah, what what was up with that? Yeah, it's pretty strange. It's just a um, weird way to undercut his power. And yeah, like, yeah. overcut actually... her power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what does that exactly mean then? Can any demon just create 
more demons and he can only create like the really powerful ones? Or is it just Tamiyo and him who have these powers? I think that's it. Or at least that's what we're supposed to believe right now. Just him and her can okay. create these things, hmm. which is weird. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the entire existence of her character is kind of like a video game checkpoint. Like it, it just feels so video gamey. It's kind of like in um in like Bloodborne or like Dark Souls, like you go back to your hub and then you talk to the doll or whatever to power you up. It's like Tanjiro is going to go out, have an adventure, come back, bring her the blood of like these demons so that she can eventually reach the end goal of curing Nezuko. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I hope we see her appear more. It'd be cool to see her again, but you're right. It could easily be that it's funny though, that they like remind you of who she is. Like there's a point like later on in the series where, uh, Tanjiro says like, Oh, I better collect this blood so I can send her to miss Tamiyo. Right. And you're like, Oh yeah, that, Side right. quest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he needs to collect the blood of 12 different extremely evil people. But then aren't there times where we think that he's fighting these evil people, but then we find out that they don't actually count in the 12? Yeah. Yeah. I, wasn't I don't sure. even know, man. So there's like a lower five, and then there's the upper five or something. Or no, wait. No, the number equals 12. So is it lower six? I feel like they're seeing lower five, though. Yeah. Maybe there's a top <laughs> so seven. Upper, yeah. Top seven. Actually, or like a yo- mid four. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I will say that that scene where uh, Kibutsuji is like killing all those demons was pretty cool because like that world was really cool. It was like an MC Escher painting, you know. It was right, like all those yeah. like stairs and shit. Yeah, it's some weird like really realm. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool area. Yeah, I was quite intrigued there. Oh yeah, so before we were talking a bit about uh like some of how cool the fight sequences were. And one thing uh I also wanted to mention that I really liked was when um Inosuke was fighting like the giant father spider guy and like he couldn't cut through his arm. So then he started he used one sword to start cutting and then he started wailing on that sword with his other sword to like really cut through. It was really brutal and it was super sick. So I like that that too because like it was very it wasn't like smooth, really cool fighting, but it was just kind of like brutal like by any means necessary because he's like a new uh demon slayer. But then it got immediately lame because then in his internal monologue, he was like reflecting on how cool it was that he was doing this. <laughs> uh so yeah. yeah. And it was Aaron Yeager bragging. It was just like, oh, Oh, man, this is sick. For some reason, I don't remember that, but that sounds awesome. Yeah. Like, I do also remember being impressed by a lot of the fight scenes. But yeah, again, with the internal monologues and stuff, sometimes the pacing felt kind of weird. I was like, how long is this one move taking? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes Chandra was like flying through the air and he's just like flying at them for so long during his internal monologue. Right. Yeah. yeah, man. Okay, I guess there's some things I want to mention that I wrote down in my notes. Just like, I don't know, interesting things that I noticed. Number one, uh, Tanjiro just loves patting children on the head since like episode <laughs> one. Is that is that like a thing? Is that like a Japanese thing? Or is that just a this show thing? What's up with that? Brennan, our Japanese expert. I mean, not that I'm aware of. Okay, Brennan is not aware. Our resident Japanese expert is not aware. 
Okay, uh, next, were you guys surprised when <laughs> Tanjiro and his sister just, like, enter a full, like, living, breathing city? Yeah! Like, we're not, like this this is recent. The show is, like, what? I don't know. Right, like, it probably... 1900s? Yeah, Actually, it probably takes place in, right? like... Yeah, it probably takes place in, like, the late 1800s, I'm guessing, based on based on the technology. Um, close. This, this, is, this is an interesting uh, topic because... I was very confused at the beginning as to what the time period was for this show. Like, I was like, is this just a fantasy world where they have their own rules, like some kind of Edo era steampunk type shit? Um, or like, what's going on with that? Um, because I noticed that there were telephone wires even in like the small village. And I was like, what? Like, is this, is this like feudal or like what's going on here? Do they have electricity? And then, I think at some point someone mentioned it was the Taisho era, which is like 1912 to 1926, which makes sense now. Yeah, I just looked it up. Ooh, very cool. Taking place in the same era as Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, man. What a fucking completely different dude, caliber dude. show. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance to bring up FMA, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. We need it. I hope there's an Alphonse also, cameo. that show was about one brother trying to save his other brother. Oh, my God. See how ah. fucking compelling it could be? Right. It's all in the execution. That is very unfair, though. <laughs> You're right. You know, I called this plotline stupid. Yeah, the inherent plotline is not stupid, I guess. It's just like yeah. maybe how this show tackles it. Also, Alphonse wasn't some sort of weird fetishism thing where like, oh, he can grow any size I want him to and I keep him Dude. inside the box. <laughs> yeah. I, although Alphonse was in a box for a couple episodes. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. He carted. He didn't have arms or legs. He's just being carted around. You know what? Now that you word it that way, it is fetishism. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. There was that one fight scene where um, Tanjiro is fighting that demon who yeah. throws balls at him. And he's like flying around in right. the air, being thrown around by red arrows. It just looks like he's fighting a Microsoft PowerPoint document. Like it's so silly. He's fighting the stock market. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Yo, the ups and downs. That's true, but I, I would, I would say that it was more. I don't know. It was like more unique than, than just like anything. Like it kind of looks silly, but it was. I was like, all right, I was having it. Yeah, like, I don't want to complain too much about it just because, yeah, yeah I think sure. the most redeeming part of this entire show was every fight encounter. Like, there were so many cool moments. Like, I just wrote, like, half of my notes were just writing down cool moments from the fights. Like, I think at one point, not that specific fight, but Nezuko kicks a demon's head off, like, kicks it off like a fucking soccer ball. Yo, that was sick. Um, that was sick. And then, not to mention, like, the final fight, which we didn't really talk about with, like, little spider demon man. But I guess we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, like, I I thought, like, the, the Tamari demon and the guy with the arrows, it was interesting and it was unique. I'll give it that for sure. Um, and it was polished. And, like, every time she threw the ball, like, the way it hit, like, really felt... Like, there was serious impact there, like, all the environmental damage it did, like, the, the trail it left behind it when, when she threw it and stuff. It's, like, it was just very cool. But, like, 
what pulls me out of all of that coolness is how literally every time a demon dies, we have to have like a full flashback and get their entire life story. And it's like, oh my God, every demon is so tragic. Can you believe it? Cry every time. Like, oh my God, shut up, dude. Shut up. Let some of these demons yeah, just be demons. They spent a lot of time. They spent a lot of time trying to redeem a bunch of demons. It's like, I get it. Like a lot of these people, they were just regular people and then they got like fucked, bro. And then. They're like, they're not trying to be evil, but they just became demons. So like, what could they do? It just felt so um, melodramatic and so heavy handed every single time it happened. And it's like, you just, you just expect it eventually. It's like, oh, is he going in for the killing blow? I guess it's time for a monologue. Yeah. Right. Maybe the show does have a lot <laughs> in common with Attack on Titan. Sean slowly realizes that he loves this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. 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 Let's see. Oh, uh, when the yellow crybaby dude and um, Tanjiro enter that weird shifting house that shifts every time the guy hits yeah. the drum. Yo, actually, That's a very yeah, cool I setting. I like that a lot. That was super sick. 100%. Yeah, That's it some totally video game is. That's a video game. It's a roguelite, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, in episode 18, the main guy breaks his sword on a web, and I was like, I did not expect for somebody to get a cool right, weapon and yeah. then it break like it so soon. It just made me devalue the weapon. Um, because he has a cool like, yeah, he has a cool like teal sword at the beginning of the show, and then it gets replaced with his new black katana. And then at the end, I don't think we ever get to see the new sword that gets delivered to him. Um. I, I don't know it if it's is. still I black or whatever. It would be, I don't know. but that's interesting that you consider that it might not be. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, for the coolness of, like, just cool anime shit going on, it'd be dumb if it was right. black. It probably is black, but yeah. I actually didn't like the fact that it was black. Like, everyone gets a cool color, and it means for cool animation. Like, the black sword doesn't look that pretty. It's very edgy, but, like, it just means for like a less colorful scene i guess when he's fighting yeah, yeah i like the blue sword too. better uh but i do like inosuke's sword like i like that he made it into like a serrated blade yeah that was, that was cool. actually pretty funny i also like how the um sword master freaks out when he sees him like deliberately chipping it destroy it yeah yeah that was kind of sick oh yeah um in episode 20, the badass guy from the second episode of the show comes back and he uses water form 11. And I think up to this point, yeah. Tanjiro just thought there was 10 forms. And so there's a new form and it's called still water. And it was pretty badass because it was just like serenity. Ooh but he's like, yeah, killing pretty, somebody yeah with that it. was cool. It was kind of cool. I remember that. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, yeah, I thought it was really funny when the boar guy gets, like, his throat crushed, so then his voice becomes really deep. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is a contrast to his face. Yeah. Yeah, I I assume that that'll just turn to normal, though, again, right? Oh, wait, it already did. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, and in that same episode, Tanjiro says that he wants his sister to become human again so that she doesn't have to live a lonely existence after he's dead. <laughs> I liked that a lot. Yeah, I was I was going to bring that up, too, actually. Like, is that selfish or is that not? I think right. there's an argument to be made there. Right, yeah. Or he could go the opposite route and become a demon also, so they could just be immortal together. Yeah, and then they'd have no worries. Like, yeah. that's the perfect life, I think. But no, 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 no. Please die with me, little sis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Oh yeah, in the episode after that, the yellow crybaby guy has short limbs, and he has them for a while. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny, actually. I'm glad he didn't heal right away. Yeah, that's some Aaron Yeager type shit. Like, I kind of liked their um, couple episodes stretch where they're all just kind of rehabilitating and stuff, and they have this like funny routine with um, the butterfly ladies, uh, junior or whatever. Um, those are okay. I like the 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 jokes there, the shtick there. Right. Yeah, it was interesting, and yeah, I guess it did remind me of Attack on Titan. Aaron like spending six episodes with his arms growing back and shit. Right. It's very weird. Um, do you guys think that David Blaine would be like the sickest one of these demon hunters because he can just control his breathing to a T? <laughs> oh my yeah, God. that also makes him the perfect JoJo character. Wait, does it? Do they do that in JoJo? The breathing techniques, man. Do they? Come on. I don't remember that. I only watched nine episodes of JoJo, that first arc, and then... I didn't want to watch any more of it. Remember that time we watched it and then we did it in half an hour because like we we wanted to run through it? Yeah, that was awesome. Disappointed so many people. <laughs> people were so sad. They were sad about what? Yeah. They're like, oh, like Phantom Blood is the shittiest arc. You guys should give it like 20 more episodes. It gets really, really good. We promise. Uh, guys, I'm getting older. I don't know. If we do any more arcs, we should always cover them in 30 minutes with a timer going down. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think uh, that's the only way to go. Okay, the last thing I want to say about this, the show in general, is that it it just ends on a tease and not necessarily a tease for season two where like, oh, the show will continue on in the future, but it's a tease for a movie. Right, yeah. That's what the next arc is. They're They're doing the entire arc in a film. Oh. And is that movie out yet? No, it is not out yet. Wait, I'm kind of down for that if that saves time. When is it out? I don't remember. I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. Uh, oh, just in 2020. Wait, guys, I'm kind of down for that, though. That can just, like, save us some time, you know? Like, maybe they'll go through a bunch of cool aspects of the show, and then... I just like the idea of them switching uh, mediums. Like, they just do a show, and then they do a movie for the next arc, and then they go back to show? That's cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. And I, f- I feel like the amount of resources that they'll be able to put into this would make it like a very polished movie. And I would definitely be interested in watching that. That's funny because now that we're, we're talking about like what the next arc was, I was going to say like it sounds like it's going to be very like Snowpiercer. Right. And I was like, oh, that'll be interesting. <laughs> and now it turns out it's a movie. So like that's, yeah. It is Snowpiercer. It's, yeah, it's just going to be Snowpiercer. Uh, so, hey, cool. Uh, I will happily watch that. Nice. Yeah, like, it's, the thing is, it's like, again, going back to my first sentence, I did enjoy this while I was watching it, because it was, like, very much just a popcorn anime. Like, you don't really have to think about it too hard, you just kind of kick back, watch a cool fight, and then just be like, yeah, neat. Edgy, edgy sword boys, very cool. Um, and like, that being said, like even though it's not it's not life changing, I I would watch the next movie for that very same reason. It's like it's gonna look great and it's gonna be fun. Um, it's not gonna be high art by any means, but yeah, I might like it, so I'd be down. Yeah, I agree. I'm down to watch it, watch it, podcast it. Why not? Yeah. All right, and with that, I guess uh, we've been the Shonen Chumps.
Sean, we still are the Shonen Chumps. And we will always be the Shonen Chumps. Never forget that you can reach us at shonenchumps at gmail.com or tweet at us at shonenchumps. Try not to be too angry. And if you want to listen to us, how could we do that? Uh, you know what I'm thinking? Maybe YouTube, Spotify, Apple iTunes Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, etc., etc. Not title. Spotify. Didn't I say that? Oh, maybe you did. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I forget. Listeners, let us know if I said it. Uh, remember that we love you and appreciate you listening and that these are just our opinions. Please don't be too upset that we didn't like the show that much. Yeah. Dude, definitely, we're not above the show. It definitely, like, I want to see more still, so that's something. Yeah, dude, yeah. today I just started watching the reboot of Digimon Adventure, so I'm not above anything. Oh, yeah, Sean, I want to ask <sighs> you about that. Dude, uh, tell us yeah. all about it. My initial impressions of episode one is that the art style is amazing. The animation is very decent. I don't, I didn't see any cut corners necessarily. Um... It's cool. It's a true reboot. So like it's set in 2020. Everybody has a smartphone. The internet. It's funny. It starts off with a shot of what the internet looked like on Windows like 95 when you're connecting to dial up. And then it's like the web. And then it quickly switches to what like the internet looks like now on like the modern smartphone and using Wi-Fi. It's it's very cool. Um, yeah, I'm interested interested to see where it goes. It looks like the story is very different. Because in the original, they're going to a summer camp and they like they're on the beach and they get like washed away to the digital world. This one, they're packing for summer camp, but then them going doesn't actually end up happening, at least not yet. So I'm intrigued. Cool. It's probably yeah. not going to be very good, but I'm very intrigued. I've got too much nostalgia to let it go. Yeah, no, I think I'm going to watch it as well. What if this is peak shonen? Honestly... Like, even if this is slightly worse than the shonen, the other shonen shows we're watching, the nostalgia is enough to tip it over and make it the only one that I'm willing to watch. <laughs> nice. I'm probably also going to check this out. Yeah. Hey, only one episode for now. And if you at home want to watch it as well and let us know what you think, we would love to hear it. And let us know what you think about our whack opinions on Demon Slayer. Hell yeah. I mean, definitely like Demon Slayer, but like, you know. You know, we got to bring up the negative aspects of it so that we have something funny to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do praise a lot of other shit that we yeah. review. Yeah. We are a necessary evil. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, so thanks for listening. We will yeah, talk thanks. to you soon, sooner than you think, unless you've been following Twitter and then you know that we're planning to talk to you really soon. Yeah, this is our third remote podcast in a row, uh, and we have more to come. Hope you're enjoying it so far. See ya. See ya, Space Cowboy. Woo! Bye. Bye.